correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. do not write your life with words. You write it with actions. What you think is not important. It is only important what you do. Patrick Ness, A Monster Calls. Hello and welcome to Eberron Renewed, a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I am your Dungeon Master, Eric. And I'm Philip. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. And welcome to another episode of Eberron Renewed. Gentlemen, what happened last time? We fought a vampire and a vampire wolf. And a goblin thrall, I guess, of his. Yeah. Um, and so we, we, we won the fight, but we didn't actually kill all of them. The vampire did get away. Um, but we got a dragon shard that we'd been looking for, a red stone. Yep. Um, and we... We gained a stone and we lost a friend. Uh, <laughs> friend is a tenuous word, but a party member. Ally. Yeah, sure. Uh, Drakir, at the end of the episode, decided it was time to go back. Philip, at the end of the episode, decided he was done playing two characters. <laughs> no, it's just I, I always figured Drakir was a temporary uh, character and, and it made sense that it was time for him to go back to his tribe. He wasn't he wasn't in this uh, for what everyone else is in this for. He was in this because he got he busted you guys out and he had to find something that was worth getting him back into the tribe. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it, it made great yeah. sense. He um, was a great character. I, I like Drakir. Not that I don't like Beric. I think he's a great <laughs> character too. Uh, but um, and. Uh, we we each ended up with something in our possession. I don't know that they're necessarily our like we didn't decide each of us gets one of them kind of thing. Uh, but the cape and the two books. Yep. Um, I mean, except for the cape, Dex has the cape on. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if one of you wants to make a case for why would you would be better suited to it, I'm fine with that. I mean, Barrick could use the the, the happy feelings. That's <laughs> for sure. Well, okay, so exactly where we left off Beric, was... Beric is immune to optimism at this moment. <laughs> um, where we left off was you all... I, I, It seemed like camping down for the night, just having escaped the giant ruins and... I believe that's right. Yeah. Drakir leaving. Drakir wandered off into the night. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you all have made a modest fire in the Zendrik jungle, Um Orgev is tending to Brash's wounds and kind of looking over him. Uh, but yeah, is there any conversations or anything you all would like to to do? Before we get into that, do we need do we want to do the we leveled up? Oh yes. discussion. We did level up. Uh, so now we are at level seven. Uh, so Jeff, what's new about Dex? Well, you know what? I'm I'm I I'm dumb. I I had looked at what happens at a rogue at level seven when I did this, and I should have looked at what happens to a rogue at level six. six. Yep. So um, pass and okay. catch up to me on the next one. Barrick. Uh, well, while I have been playing with 
multi-classing Beric into Paladin because of what happened last time with killing uh, Sinusret. Is that right? Uh, Sinusret was the giant. Selverin was the vampire werebear. Selverin, okay. With killing Selverin and thus acquiring his pact, um, it seemed like the narrative demanded that Beric's pact is stronger now, and so I went ahead and leveled up Warlock. Uh, so I'm a Warlock level 6, Paladin level 1. Please don't comment that that contradicts the first level of Paladin, which I took right after acquiring the Raven Queen's Pact. <laughs> Changed out a couple of spells, because you get to do that every time you level up Warlock. Um, so that's where I am. Okay. Booyah. All right. Well, gosh, I leveled up a while ago. Um, One thing for sure that he got at 7th level was Ethereal Step. Okay. It works exactly like the spell other than the the spell i believe the duration is up to eight hours uh for booyah the spell ends at the end of the current turn okay so he can step through the ethereal plane okay cool okay so at sixth level what i get to do as a rogue is pick two more of my skills and it's it's expertise okay uh and i get to double my proficiency proficiency so I chose to do um, investigation and stealth. So I'm now plus 10 stealth and plus nine to investigation. Good Lord. Okay. One last bit of housekeeping, something that I should have been doing this whole time, but neglected to. I need each of you to make, well, everybody make a wisdom saving throw real quick. This is not an actual in the moment thing. This is something that should have been happening this whole time. Say wisdom? Yep. 16. Three? Three? Okay. <laughs> I'm using Eric's dice today. So bad idea. Uh, I have no choice. <laughs> um okay. do it on an app or something. Go ahead and make another one for me. Wisdom again? Yep. 17. Natural one. Okay. Uh 21. Okay. And one more time. 16. Seven. Four. Okay. You are all vampires. Uh, All failed once. um, Some of us more than once. Um, I I definitely failed twice. Okay. So you all are hunkered down around the fire. Um, The the trials and tribulations that you've gone through uh, has bestowed upon you new power that you're beginning to to grow to terms with. You all can talk now. Um, Well, fellas, we we talked a little bit already. Uh, is our next step going back to Stormreach? I don't really see what else we can do. Can't stay out here in the jungle forever. Right. Booyah go horse. And and Stormreach is like a... Wait, no, this is Jeff asking. Stormreach is like the only real civilized, inhabitable space on this entire continent. Right? There's one other city named Darkot, but that's uh, the Sarlonan city on Zendrick, so... Dex probably wouldn't be too keen on going there. Mm, no, Dex doesn't want to go dark hot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, then, uh, I mean, catch a rest uh, and then, uh, I guess, set out in, in the morning. How, how, who, Booyah, have you been to Zendrick? Stormreach. Yep. Uh, I would say no. No, probably not. All right. And you're kind of our, our survival guy. Uh, who helped us get there and you've never been there. So this is going to be a wacky adventure for gentlemen. <laughs> you, you know, 
Booyah would know where Stormreach is because the people that come and terrorize your village and would kill your brethren all the time typically came from Stormreach. Um, The tall people with sharp pointy things. Uh, He's not an idiot. He knows what a weapon (laughs) is. Um, Booyah no dummy. (laughs) But yeah, you've you've certainly never been in any kind of civilization that contained more than a hundred people max. So... So not too keen on going there, really. <laughs> I mean, if you can, uh, if you can present us with a reasonable alternative to heading back, uh, I'm all ears. Uh, and then I, 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 I change my shape so I'm covered in ears. Booyah, booyah, real curious. Red, redstone, booyah, see redstone, please. Uh, Sure. Uh, so I, I, I handed the episode and I explained to him, because I don't think we have yet. Um, I explained to him, I say, all right, so you see uh, here in, in my weapon uh, where this, this blue stone is. We have been told that if we can replace my blue stone with a red stone or on uh, Barrick's amulet there, uh, same idea, um, then the, these artifacts will have uh, more, they'll be stronger against the shadows. Uh, or against that that lich, the oh, darkness. Th- this this very true, cause this look lot like what in Booyah Planar Justice. Wait, I'm sorry. What Booyah show? He hands you the redstone back. Okay. Me, pulls out his hand crossbow, fiddles with it, makes a few turns of a latch here and there, and it pops open. And in this like intricate metal work that he's not even sure how it works himself he put it together but he's not even sure mm-hmm. you see another one of the stones <laughs> well, well holy <laughs> um his stone is emanating uh yellow and pinkish light similar to the giant dragon shard in uh the settlement where you all ran into eladrin so hmm. it's not the same stone that i have no it 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 is the same stone it's okay. just the light because yours doesn't have any light in it right. right now. Right. Just the light in it. it. This one possesses light, essentially. Okay. Uh, well, I guess Dex wants to figure out why his is not uh, emanating light. I, I assume it's because it's not being used. Like, yours is attuned to a weapon and imbuing it with power. Therefore, there's light coming out of it, maybe. And mine's just kind of a rock in my pocket. Well... If if you think I, mean, back, I, don't, I don't know if either. you think back to your conversation with Graham, mm-hmm. she discussed these stones and like with her locket having capacity to contain energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do not bear any energy themselves; they are just capable. And so her thought was like her locket contains part of the silver flame in that stone. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. Oh, we did talk about that. How we'd have to get a stone and then get to yeah. the silver flame to get it imbued. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That was definitely talked about. Um, Beric, what do you make of this? Well, we came here for dragon shards. We found a dragon shard. Uh, do we know a next step if we don't go back to Graham? No. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I I do not like the idea of going back to Miss Marsh, but uh, 
I mean, I think that might be the one place we might be safe. We haven't really been gone long enough, though, have we, for them to have given up the search for Barrett, us in our hometown? Uh, I'm sorry, Barrack wouldn't call her Graham. He'd call her Speaker Tagore. <laughs> um, uh, Barrack actually kind of chuckles slightly and says, What do you think is the danger of heading back to Breland? I mean, are we not wanted criminals? Right. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I suppose it's not much worse than anywhere else we've ever gone. Aradak, Wait, Aradak, so you say uh, Booyah travel with criminal? Okay. I explained that to Booyah. <laughs> Booyah's not wanted. Right. That's good. You can look however you want. Right. No, I don't look as I did. Oh, yeah. Hey, let's go back to Breland. Breland. I call it Breland. I, I forgot. It's been a while since we've talked about home. Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> no, you're right. Uh, of, of course. Uh, that's how silly of me. Uh, let's, uh, so yeah, I suppose in the morning we take off for Storm Reach, try to find passage back to, sh- back to, uh, yeah, back, back to Breland. Perhaps on the ship we, ha- we possess. <laughs> oh yeah, we own a boat. Uh, oh hey, Booyah, we have a boat. It's very, it's a very nice boat, and uh, we we're pretty sure there's a god that's captaining it. Uh. <laughs> you see, Booyah's eyes look like saucers. <laughs> oh, this is the lost episode too. Yeah, that we're referencing. G- 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 Gareth, right? Uh, Gerald, 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 Gerald became a god. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's go. Let's go back to our boat. <laughs> um. Okay, so you all hunker down for the night to, I presume, take a long rest, unless you all just want to keep playing with fate. But uh, hell no. Um, so are you all going to keep guard or uh, just risk it uh, due to the level of exhaustion that you all are feeling? We'll take watches. Um, yeah, Orgev's a human, right? We don't yeah. have an elf that can just chill out all night. No. Okay. Um, Orgev's happy to take first watch, though. Great. So if there's five of you, take uh, a couple hours pass, which uh, Orgev nudges Dex for your watch to begin. <laughs> uh, give me um, as as Orgev's laying down for the night and you're you're rousing yourself. Give me an insight check real quick. That's natural twenty. Whoa. Okay. In the, in the most recent Eberron so, review, yes. Um, last weekend, Eberron reviewed. I made reference to the fact that I was going to be expanding this whole triumph and despair thing to all checks, just you know, because there there's lots of possibilities there. Um, so this does not have to relate to the insight check. I can give you that information before or after you introduce an element. So, um, God, um. And also on last week's Everon Reviewed, I said, if I ever roll one, I'm going to feel like an idiot because I'm not good at being creative on the fly. <laughs> Ditto. And here, I, and here we are. Um, something in this situation that... And it, if there's nothing you can think of, that's totally fine. This is a very weird situation to have something like that happen. Yeah, I mean, I really, I got nothing for um, right now. I mean, a magical barrier of fairies rings itself around us so we all get a good night's sleep without having to take a watch. <laughs> Um, you, you note as you're kind of glancing around the, the fire and everybody's sleeping, Orgev keeps glancing at Barrack's pack, like his bag, very almost nervously as he's trying to fall asleep. Um, <clears throat> hey, or- Orgev's everything, everything all right. 
Um, everything's fine, Dex. I'm just trying to get to sleep. Well, what's well? I mean, what's, something's troubling you. Is it? Uh, what's going on? Oh, it, it's probably nothing. Just the the items that you all procured from uh, Osteroth back there. Uh, the, you, you don't you don't like the black book? I I mean, it's just. It doesn't seem like a good thing to be carrying around with you. Well, and I, I mean, we already know so little about the nature of Barrack's pact, but it does seem. I'm sorry. Does Orgev know I have a pact? Okay. Barrack's power. Hmm. Um, But it seems to be at least some of the things he does rooted in in darkness. I'm not saying evil, but no, no, I, I understand. No, no, and I, and I, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head there. There's definitely some darkness power, uh, going on, uh, there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell tales out of school from what, what he shared with me. If you'd like to talk to him, you can, uh, but here's what I'll say. I, uh, I trust Barrick implicitly. Uh, even though I don't always agree with him, uh, I don't think he would ever do something to knowingly <clears throat> hurt, uh, well, honestly, anybody that doesn't deserve hurting, but well, particularly members of our party. And I also know that he knows much more than he's told us. And he's a, a, a student and constant, uh, constantly you know, reading and researching. And I, I, if he felt comfortable putting that book in his bag, I, I have to believe that there's no ill problems coming to us simply from possessing it. But I, you say he would never intentionally do anything to, to harm any of you, but I I obviously know far less about the situation than you do traveling with him every day, but you have made remarks in front of me about Beric speaking to something that isn't there. I mean, he's, oh, it, it, he's hearing voices. I... Well, I, it's just the <clears throat> it is it is it is there, and he is hearing he's hearing he's hearing he's not hearing voices. Dex, just in my experience, no matter how trustworthy somebody is, too much power is never something that should go unchecked. My entire nation, my people, are gone because of too much power. That that, yeah, that pulled, we did not understand. You went and pulled the Kyre card. I'm supposed to argue against that. So, I uh, I under I I believe that Beric has the best of intentions. I I have spent enough time with him to know that he is a good person. But I I grow more concerned. I mean, he he is clearly very powerful, and I'm not certain that even he has a full grasp on the nature of his power. Oh, no, he almost certainly does not. Uh, I can I can agree with you on that. And but does that not raise at least some concern? I'm not saying abandon him, but that, that doesn't concern you in the least? I I don't want to say that it doesn't. Uh, no, it, no, I do. <laughs> it it doesn't concern me that Beric is getting more powerful. It doesn't concern me that uh Barrick doesn't yet know the extent of his abilities because Barrick doesn't concern me. If this was if this was me, we should all be very scared. 
but it's not. It's Barrick. He's 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 thoughtful and judicious and 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 makes the right decisions except for that one time. Um and uh <laughs> and uh I now if it would make you feel more comfortable to abandon that book, here's what I know. We can talk to Barrett. He'll listen to us. I know he won't just drunk, dump it in the woods. If if we're going to get rid of that book, it's going to be taken to a place where it can be guarded or taken care of. If it if if we're all that concerned about it, you know, he's not just going to. It's in his pack now, and I can't think of a better place for it to be than with us because we're not going. If if it is some crazy powerful bad thing, we're not going to employ it. But. So I, I think that the only course of action that we have is to keep it with us until we uh, find such a place, uh, you know, a a temple uh, or a a powerful, uh, you know, good guy uh, to to leave it with. Because if if ultimately what you want is for, I think I'm gonna roll a persuasion on this. I was just about to ask. <laughs> ultimately, <laughs> if what it is that you want is to get rid of the book. I think we, I think Bear could be amenable to that. He seemed concerned about it himself, um, but not tonight. Not until we find a safe place for it. It's going to have to stay with us. And here I'm going to roll uh, my persuasion. Is not is, is it okay? No. <laughs> it's in uh, twelve. Orgev nods at what you're saying, and obviously, I am not trying to interject myself here and Dex, I I trust all of you. Obviously, you've saved my life multiple times now. Um, you put yourself at great danger to ensure Barasha was as safe as he could be. I it's hard to let some things go and if if we knew what caused the mourning that would be better, but the fact that we don't know, and it may not have been something even intended, just weighs heavy on me, but I will leave it to your judgment for now. And he, it, it seems like he's not totally at ease, but you have, you have alleviated some of his concerns right. about the situation. Sure. And, and Orgev, I don't begrudge you your concerns. I don't, I don't think less of you because of how of, of the things you you said tonight, uh, or 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 question your 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 trust or affection for me uh, for Barrick or myself or even uh, Booyah, we'll talk. We we can all talk with Barrick tomorrow. Uh, and I, I say talk with Barrick. It's not Barrick's book. He put it in his bag, but it's not something that he he lusted after. I think he saw it and he realized that it couldn't stay here, and so we took it. I don't think that he has any particular affinity for the book, so I don't. I don't know that. Uh, I mean, he didn't even want to open it, if you recall. He was. Yeah. Uh, so I think. I think this is gonna. This is gonna play out the way that you're hoping it will. Um, but for now, you've had a considerably hard day. Get some rest. It's your turn. I've got a watch now, and we'll do. Uh, we'll we'll do this in the morning. Very well. And he puts his head down. Your leg of the watch goes by. Uneventful. Um, who are you going to nudge to wake up next? Uh, probably, probably Barrick. Okay. So Barrick, you are need in the side by Dex. All right. Barrick unwraps himself from 
whatever bedroll he sleeps in and gets up and goes and sits down with his back to the fire looking out into the darkness uh but i'd say uh, hey listen before i bed down um i just want to let you know uh i had a talk with orgev when we changed watch and uh he's got some concerns and i don't think they're invalid about the book that's in your bag uh, and I know you weren't a big fan of it either. So I think we're going to have to have a discussion about the future of uh, of our possession of that. Is that something you're willing Fine. to talk about? Yeah, I, I kind of figured. I kind of figured. Uh, well, uh, best of luck, buddy. <laughs> when, when I go lay down, you just, you know, be moody or something. You got a couple hours. Talk to your Beric. sword, I guess. Uh, Beric sits down, cross-legged, backpack next to him, and draws out the sword and lays it across his knees. Um, and just sits, staring out into the darkness, just in silence. Um, you you have noted that the sword has been a lot more quiet lately. It's been less less vocal towards you, and you're not quite sure why. Mm-hmm. Your own personal feelings about it, I mean, that's up to you. But, um, but yeah, the, the sword has been far less vocal, and um, you, you do notice that as you lay the sword across your lap and occasionally glance at it, that third rune looks very distinct and and fresh, and when you handle your sword, it feels a lot somewhat lighter, but it just feels like more of an extension of yourself now. The The sword in you are growing more linked. Um, yeah. It, it's becoming a part of you now. So. Um, yeah, Barrett probably spends a long time staring at the runes. Um, and eventually probably pulls out his mother's book and um, opens it and reads through some of the old passages, seeing if they make more sense now, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, I mean, you're, you're starting to some of the names that Booyah told you that he experienced in his vision. What before were things that you possibly thought were just old archaic language that that didn't that you couldn't translate now are revealing themselves as names mm-hmm. um, so you're seeing Osteroth and Selvarin fairly frequently throughout the books you get a sense that perhaps whoever the Vrim ancestor was worked with Osteroth and Selvarin in some capacity you do also you, you just start seeing a lot more of the names and they're jumping out at you um, and you it's starting to provide some context of the the origination of the pact and you do through kind of flipping through notice that um, the the early chapters for lack of a better term that all possess a similar handwriting so clearly may even be the person who originated the pact for your line the names begin to become less and less frequent, almost as if um, the Vrimline separated itself from the other pact members, um, branching out on their own. 
um, to try and do good um, in the world. But that's a lot of what you're seeing is um, mentions of fighting these possessed uh, giants that were acting against the other giants' interest. Um, Towards the end of that early writings, you actually see writings concerning themselves with the dragons and um, concerns about an imminent attack because the dragons think that the giants are in power. Um, And there's just... It's it's almost as if it's not not mid thought, but the final entry lacks any sort of resolution for this person's story that you've grown to experience over the course of your watch. Um, that it's clear that if they, at whatever point they no longer possessed their pack, it was not intentional for them to lose it or to cease to write. Um, so yeah. The other thing that Barak has been curious about for a long time, and so having read this, he puts the book away and rummages around in his pack uh, and pulls out for the first time in quite a while. Um, one of the things he had from his mother was this little black raven figurine, um, and he spends some time some some time contemplating it. Um, in light of his past experiences, it obviously doesn't make any sense for his mother to have had contact with the raven prior to her death Mm -hmm. Um, but he just spends spends some time examining it and contemplating it Um, but yeah okay um nothing really reveals itself right now about the raven um it is uh your leg of the watch is passed so um, the two people left to hold watch are Booya and Barasha, so you can pick. I probably wake up Booya since Barasha was, you know, almost vampired yesterday. <laughs> okay, so Booya, you feel some nudging. Okay, Booya, turn. Okay, and he walks over to the fire, gets a little closer, sits cross-legged, planar justice in his hands, and begins to take up his watch. Okay. Anything in particular you would like to do on your watch or say to Beric before he lays down? No, just he would, you know, you sleep well. Booyah, keep eyes. In his pocket. He has some eyes in his pocket. He had told anybody. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> okay, Booyah, your, uh, your watch goes by uneventful. Um, just as you're, as you're sitting there with planar justice in your hands and you can kind of feel the power emanating from uh, the the stone that resides in it, you you begin to think back to um, the construction of planar justice. And you had had this particular hand crossbow for quite some time. You used it to defend your village against the, the big, the big men that would come uh, to attack your people almost for sport. Um, But it wasn't until you came into contact with Eladrin and he really began to give you a purpose in helping him investigate uh, the the nature of the dragon shard and helping him with his experiments, and it really kind of culminated in him entrusting with you this stone and handing it to you, and that that moment kind of forever lingers in your mind of just the look of 
dedication and trust in Eldrin's eyes as he handed that stone over to you, having just imbued it with the power of the Dragon Shard, knowing that it would it would help you both in your your quest for truth and protecting this this plane. Um, that that was Eldrin wanted the love of his life back, but at the same time his his obsession was protecting Eberron from from invasion. So um your watch passes. Um still a few hours left before the sun will rise and it will be time to head out. So um Barasha is the last one left to hold a watch. Um so you go over and kind of jostle him and he kind of winces clearly still nursing some injuries and just moving hurts and he's like thanks Booyah uh, go and lay down I'll, I'll take it from here no no maybe maybe you should stay rest no, more no no I'm, I'm going to be useless tomorrow during travel anyway you you're going to be our guide you need to be fresh so lay down get some sleep I'll be fine okay you need something you wake Booyah yeah will do. Thank you, Booyah. Um. Barash's watch goes by uneventfully. Um, none of you know what he thinks about during his watch. (laughs) Um, because he's not a point of view character. Um, so, yeah, the, the sun rises, you all wake up, um, to the, the smell of, of crackling, uh, no, not crack dragon. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Brash <laughs> fell asleep. Um, uh, no, you wake up to the smell of, of oats boiling over the fire and Brash is just kind of sitting there tending the fire, having stoked it up a bit to, to cook some breakfast before you all head out on, on your journey. So, yeah. All right. Oh, wait, we want to head out. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to eat some oats first. <laughs> <laughs> They're good. Brash, you can cook the crap out of some oats. Um, they're not overly soggy. They don't like... That's a 15 for oats. Crushed it. Um, um, so, yeah, you all pack up your camp um, and begin to set out. So, Booyah, give me a survival check. 21. Okay. So... We're in Stormreach. <laughs> You're able to find the trail relatively easy. Early travel is very easy. Um, you're not running into much anything. Uh, fortunately, just the location of the giant runes, you are already outside of the aberration-infested part of the Zendric jungle. Um, so, yeah, what kind of pace are you all moving at? Are you moving at a, a quick pace, trying to get back quickly? Are you taking it nice and easy and slow? Are you traveling at kind of a normal pace? What's... What's the intention here? Is I think it depends on Barasha. I mean, Bar- yeah, Barasha. It, the the rest last night, he was able to um, mend some of his wounds. Uh, he obviously has some divine magic that he was able to speed up his recovery a bit. He's still a little worse for wear. I mean, he did have a good amount of his blood drained out of his body, but. Um, he he would be able to keep up if you all moved at a fairly quick pace if you if you want to. I mean, I'm down with just the regular normal pace. Okay. Like, yeah. What do you guys think? Sounds, Sounds good. good. 
Um, well, then that first roll was correct. So go ahead and give me another survival check. The pace dictates advantage, disadvantage, that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Mm, boy, I'm not sure about this. Hmm, 12. Okay. Um, you come to, uh, there, there are some, some rough kind of paths throughout the Zendrick jungle, just where hunters and, and things like, and adventuring parties travel. But you reach a point where there's a fork in the path and you kind of pause for a second. Will y'all say whenever you come to fork in road, take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you take, do you take right or left? Great. Ah. Uh, hmm. Oh, boy, I'm not sure about this. Maybe, maybe we should go. Oh, boy. I think left. We go left. Okay. So you begin traveling down the left path for a while. Um, the, the path gets very faint. Like you're having a hard time after traveling for about 30 minutes on this path. Of Let's go back right. <laughs> navigating it. Um, but, but you're able to, through broken branches and bent down grass and things like that, really kind of, it's, it's a little bit more claustrophobic than any of you would really like in terms of traveling through a jungle. But, um, Booyah, you, in the breaks in the, the canopy overhead, you get glimpses of the sun and things like that. And you, you feel like, you feel like you're still headed like north by northwest, which was the direction you needed, you needed to go. So you're, you're still doing okay. Um, we're reaching a close to midday now. Um, you've been traveling for about four hours. So, um, we can just, do you all just want to continue on or break for lunch? What do you want to do? Well, we do. By lunchtime, break lunch, keep go. I mean, <clears throat> I, 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 I don't think I've eaten since uh, ever in this. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose, I guess we probably had some food at that party. Um, uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, it, it's just a matter of like kind of taking dry rations right. out. Let let Barasha catch his breath for a bit. I mean, um, that kind of thing. Or you can you can push on. Um, Probably we should eat. Yeah, let's just take take a quick break. Okay. Um, so you all set up next to a, a clear looking river that's going through the Zendrick jungle, and um, that's when. Barasha and Orgev go down near the river and uh, wet some some cloth and are wiping off some of Barasha's bandages and Orgev kind of pats Barasha on the shoulder and walks away and approaches you, Beric. Um, it's like, Beric, I, I know that you had next watch after Dex last night, so you may have uh, already heard, but I, I wanted to formally express some concerns about what you took from the vampire's lair uh, back there. All right, I just rolled it. I just rolled a natural 20 on a perception check. Can I go? Do I see this? You not only see it, you hear it from like half a mile away. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, I, I don't care about this. You're in a tree. The special <laughs> the special condition of the 20 thing doesn't yeah. matter because you didn't ask me to make the check, but I just yeah. wanted to know if, if I saw it. Yeah. I, I probably go over just to be a presence there. Well, let Beric respond real quick. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to say anything. Does a formal expression come with paperwork? Uh, well, in, in a more formal setting, perhaps, but uh, I I do not have an office nor a nation right now, so I just wanted to express huh? express concern. I 
formal may have been the wrong. I. Dex spoke for your character, and I believe him. I trust you. I know. I know that you are a good person, but you are a very powerful person, and. In my experience, things that are kept in underground vaults many times are best left there. Yes, it's probably better off in the vampire's possession. Well, it didn't seem that the vampire was doing anything with it, but that's neither here nor there. It's, It's out in the daylight now. You have it. We can't go back. Obviously, I'm not saying we should go put it back where we found it. You took it. I'm just... It it seems to be of less than a savory nature. Yes. What do you intend to do with it, Beric? I know that you didn't want the vampire to have it, but... What's your next step? I haven't the faintest notion. It's in my backpack. Did you... Have you looked at it? Did you look at it during your watch last night? I mean... I haven't read it, no. Well, if we don't intend to read it, then it seems that we'll never know what we should do with it. If that makes... I mean, it's it's a book with a scary cover. I acknowledge that it sounds silly for me to be gravely concerned about it. It's more about the context in which we found it that I am concerned. No, it's evil. So... (laughs) So then what... What is to be done with it? Are you just going to carry it with you until... A random point when you decide, no, this is the time? Like, I... I'm just trying to understand where your head's at in regards to this, because... It concerns me. Concerns me, too. Don't know what he was doing with it. Don't know what it's capable of. It's definitely evil. Didn't seem safe to leave it behind. Um, that's, that's as far as I've got. That's what I said last night. I mean, well, I have expressed my trust for you all, and he's not trying to be quiet, Booyah. So you probably can. Booyah's got the white book out, and he's sitting, and he's begun to read it. Oh, you're reading the white book? Okay. <laughs> I wish he'd <laughs> um, tinkerer and a fiddler. Um, Barrett's face palming right now. Um, okay. Um, so you may not be hearing this. You're just engrossed in your book. Um, just looking at... Sucked into it. Well, he's, he's looking at it, just seeing if it's something he would find of interest. Go ahead and just over the course... We'll, We'll round up <laughs> this. Um, go ahead, someone in your character sheet, write hours and put just a one tally underneath it. Um, I, this is not meant to be a slight. I, I do trust you, and I hope that you trust me to a certain extent, Beric. I have quite a few resources and people that I can contact in regards to things like this. Presumably, more than you do. Is that a fair statement? Probably. Okay. So, it seems with that 
being established that perhaps Barasha and I are better equipped to deal with it. No, I don't think that follows. How so? If we have more resources to deal with it. Uh, You have more people you could call on to deal with it. The number of people probably just increases the likelihood of someone misusing it. Okay, but these are people that I trust. And if you do trust me, then... You trusted the king up until now. So did I. Yes. I trusted... Relish Justice, and here I am. People don't always appear. People aren't always what they appear. Do you think that's the case with me? I have no reason to think so, but I don't know you that well. And if this is dangerous for me, with all that I am, I imagine it's dangerous to a much greater degree for anyone else. Well, I wasn't suggesting that I personally take possession of the book. I was rather suggesting that somebody who has trained and equipped themselves to deal with things of an evil nature, such as Barasha, who is a paladin of Bahamut, take possession of the book. I, I'm i not calling into question your motives. I'm not calling into question your judgment, but I think we can both say that Barasha has literally trained to deal with these kind of things. To deal with objects and people of, a, of great evil. He's going, to, fine. he's going to make a roll if you would like to make a insight roll. 17. He... He is, like... Extremely, seems to be an understatement, extremely concerned about this book. Like, not about you. Like, last night when he talked to Dex, he was worried about you. But the book, it's just... it. It's something he is very very worried about. Look, I believe you that Barasha has plenty of training in dealing with things that are terrible and evil. And that's fine. And well. And he's an excellent bodyguard. But I just barely trust myself to figure out that, figure out what this is and what needs to be done with it. And that's about as far as that extends. You hear Orgev sigh and his head hangs for a second and he looks at you and very well and he just walks back down to the river 
and you see him and Barasha begin talking. Okay, after about an hour of having lunch and taking a break, it seems like Barasha is all bandaged back up and ready to go. Uh, if you want to make another survival check, Booyah. Okay, um, before we take off, did when Booyah started reading the book, I mean, was it something he found interesting that yeah. he would care about? Or I mean, like- it is, it's, it's like short stories almost of deeds of great good, like, like demons being killed and people traveling to the afterlife and rescuing uh, someone important. Like just, yeah, they, they are deeds of, of great goodness. So he's gonna, he might relate a few of those stories as they're traveling survival check. Natural 20. Okay. 26. Um, Is there something you would like to introduce to perhaps make your lives better and or easier? He tells a wonderful story from the book that's so entertaining that makes travel just seem so much easier. Flies by. (laughs) Time just seems to fly by. I was thinking horses, but your thing's fine. (laughs) Pack is so much easier. (laughs) Wild horses appear and become our friends. The book conjures a herd of Pegasus. (laughs) Okay, so, um, yeah, you all are just enthralled with Beric's stories that he's been reading out of this book. Or, uh, Booyah, sorry. Um, that Booyah's been reading out <laughs> oh, of the book. Oh, Beric opened the book? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, and yeah, before you know it, just uh, another couple hours has flown by, and the jungle's beginning to get less dense, a little bit more clear. Travel is easier for you all. Um, one last time, survival check, and in conjunction... Yeah, you should be careful with that book. Look, have good story. You not like stories? It was paired with this one. Yeah, that book you have, I don't know about that book. Extremes are dangerous. I don't know what that book does, but it's magic. It's not just stories. Mm, Booyah, be careful. Fair enough. Something that's also really impressive to you all is Booyah only read that book for an hour, but managed to tell stories from it for two hours. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> embellishment. Okay. 19. 19. Okay. Um, I need everyone to give me perception checks. 14. 16. 21. Okay. Um, Barrick, you, you hear some shuffling in the trees around you as you all travel. Um, but that your concern about that quickly subsides as you all hear a voice from the trail up ahead. As you all kind of slow and come to a stop, you see a, a very thin, lanky man standing in the middle of the road. Barrick, you would instantly recognize the fact that he is wearing garb of the Breelish like court and he is standing there with a scroll in his hands and he sees you all round the corner and he just by a decree of King Bornell of Breeland first of his name Beric Rowan and Lyle Noceris are hereby placed under arrest 
and are to report to Ruat for judgment of treason and murder and acts of terrorism. I, I want to do an investigation check to see if I see anybody else around. Or if it's just him. Okay. Wouldn't he have read Theradak's name too? Well, he only sees these oh. two. All right, that is Did, a... Tw- do you look like Lyle Dex? <laughs> I, de- I never said I didn't, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I don't look like Beric. That's a 23 investigation to see if anybody else is... If it's just him by himself. Uh, 23 investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, You looking around him see more footprints than he should have created on his own. I... Choke up on my ribbon, choke up on my ribbon weave, and I tell him, um, <clears throat> "Yeah, we're not, we're not going." He just kind of stammers for a second and looks at all of you, and then, by decree of King Borinel, first of his name, King of Breland, you are under arrest. You must report to Roat immediately. All right, I'm popping this off. I take my ribbon weave and I try to slice right through that sheet of paper. Okay, go ahead and give me an attack roll. That's 15. 15? On paper. What is the AC of this sheet of paper? <laughs> 27. Um, no, you, you immediately flick and just tear through the paper. As, and then I immediately draw, draw it back in. Yeah. As soon as as soon as you extend it and you hear the paper slicing, one mm-hmm. d eight of other people show up. You take eleven points of damage as out of the treetops you see. Well, you all see a dagger just appear in Dex's sh- shoulder, and you can feel as it sinks in. It's almost like a barbed dagger, like there's hooks in it Aww. that just kind of sink in, and yeah, it just flares with pain. Initiative, everybody. Okay, point of order. What? The investigation check showed that... I, is this it wasn't a perception a, check. You were looking for evidence of other people there. And I knew there were other people around. Yes, but you did not know where they were. And I cannot be surprised. You weren't surprised. You were just attacked. Okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't give him an advantage on his role. Okay. You guys want to know? You guys want to know what my initiative roll was? It's a 33. <laughs> <laughs> That's redonkulous. End of episode. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We will pick back up next week uh, where the attack is going to happen. Um, but yeah, we just want to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of his music. You can find it over at incompetech.com. Uh, please go check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the places. Uh, TheGeekPantheon.com is where all the episodes go up first, and you can get in contact, us with, it, in contact with us over there. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Once again, I am Eric. I'm Philip. Randy. Jeff. See you next time. So that we're going to kill Breelish guards. And you know, Booyah's not wanted. Y'all are on your own.